Clown Funeral presents Left Luggage, Episode 9. DJ Frida. Frida Jakobsen was the biggest name in Svalbard's underground club scene. And it was very underground. In fact, barely anyone knew about it. Every second Thursday at around four or five in the afternoon, the boats would begin to arrive. Rugged trawlers from Norway, hardy longliners from Iceland, secretive research vessels from Greenland. Ropes would be thrown, knots would be tied, boats would be moored. Vessels would continue to arrive, but no one would come ashore. Not yet. By 6pm, there would be a veritable armada nestled in Bjefjorden on the western coast of Svalbard. The archipelago would be alive with the tension of what was to come. But still, no one would come ashore. Then, at 6.30, not a minute earlier or later, the crews would disembark. Swedish fishermen bedecked with glitter, Danish researchers sporting stilettos, Russian warhead operators in rhinestones. They would look at each other, smile, nod, then begin the four-kilometre walk to the Pyramid. The Pyramid was an abandoned Russian coal mining settlement. It had passed hands between the Swedes and the Russians before being abandoned in the late 90s. Since then, it had largely been left as it was, preserved by the icy temperatures. They would come, marching through the ice and gravel, surrounded by snow-capped mountains that almost seemed to glow in the dark. They wouldn't say anything. Language wasn't important. The pyramid would gradually come into view. Strips of corrugated iron lying warped in the raw earth. The odd coal chute here and there. Then, the abandoned factory where they were heading. The door was left open every other Thursday. After all, it wasn't like there was anyone else around. They would form an orderly queue outside. By now, the throb of the base could be felt underfoot. And one by one, they would disappear into the darkness. It would be dark for quite a while. Then, after maybe 30 steps, there was a silk curtain, and behind the curtain was DJ Frieda's warm, hazy, strobe-filled club. As a teen, Frieda would accompany her father on excursions to the Norwegian Sea. As he fished for mackerel, 
She would create electronic music on her MacBook. Dubstep, jungle, chiptune, big beat, house, dance, ambient, vaporwave. The men on board would remark that they couldn't remember when they last danced. And an idea was born in teenage Frida's mind. Frida Jakobsen served as an apprentice to a DJ known as Dogman for three years in Berlin. This was where she honed her craft. She learnt how the right beat, set to the right melody, can unlock something in one's soul. She learnt how the right beat can undercut the facade of banality. How the right beat can warm even the coldest heart. She lived, breathed, ate and drank electronic music in that time. But Berlin was never the end goal. She ached to return to the Scandinavian sea people. She had heard talk of the pyramid, of course. But going there, that was another matter. It was known for being a ghost town, a desolate shell of abandoned humanity in the Arctic Circle. Over the course of three summers, she built her club, decked it out just right. She told people she was going on long holidays. Then came the secretive letters to some of her father's contacts, sent on crisp black cards inside embossed cream envelopes. The marking on the outside read strictly confidential, and on the card within, printed in neon caps lock, were just three things. First, a set of coordinates. 78 degrees, 39 minutes, 22 seconds north. 16 degrees, 19 minutes, 30 seconds east. Second, a time. 7.30, 15th of September, 2016. Third, a cartoon representation of a disco ball. Frida hoped the mystery would attract people. And she was right. 28 braved the autumnal seas to baptise Frida's club that first Thursday in September 2016. And from there, things snowballed. 32 a fortnight later. 39 two weeks after that. Tonight, there were well over 100. So, here she was, Frida Jakobsen, hunched over her well-worn decks as the shiny, quaffed, faintly fishy-smelling revellers filed in. She had a seriousness about her work, a sense that it was a noble thing to be doing, a vocation. She was providing an escape. Every other Thursday, 7.30 until the early hours of Friday without fail. For a few precious hours, these freezing fishermen and displaced scientists and atomic trigger fingers became something more, something else. Of course, no one could know. No one could ever know. No one could ever know about the northernmost nightclub in the world.
You've been listening to Left Luggage by Clown Funeral. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure to follow us or leave a review on your podcast app of choice. Make sure to tune in next week for our next short play, The Headliner. <laughs>